headquarters, rest in peace. This the jump off. How this nigga stay so hot? And I'ma show you how I'm nice with mine. So, um, without further ado, I would like to introduce the legend, the OG, the MC, producer, engineer. He's a writer. He'll write your shit for the right price. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I can go on and on about this, man. My, my big brother, my mentor, Mr. Freddie Fox, a.k.a. Bumpy Knuckles. Much love. Salute. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining me this Sunday, OG. All right. I, I know we talked before, and I already made knowledge born to you that, you know, we wasn't going to really get into the, the, the nonsense or the quote-unquote rumors. We, you know, we're just going to get to the nitty-gritty, you know what I mean? Because huh? I know you have a rich history in hip-hop, you know, starting with, you know, the Supreme Force. And then we can go to, you know, Eric B producing, you know, your whole album, your first LP. Uh-huh. You know, we can even take it to being down with the Flavor Unit with Queen Latifah, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I, wanna, I, I, I really want to start off with industry, you know, industry shakedown. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because in the year 2000, let's just say it, that part of hip hop was pretty much at a zenith. And, you know, there was a lot of things being not necessarily thrown around, but given out for artists to flourish, so to speak. But you decided to take another route. You didn't mess with the majors. Mm. You know, and, 20, and 20 years later now, you see a lot of these young cats that's out here doing the same thing that you started basically 20 years ago. Uh-huh. So if you don't mind, please, because uh, I know I have some young listeners in here and also have the ones that know what time it is, but I want to give them a bit of a refresher. Uh-huh. What was your motivation of going independent in the year 2000 where the game was definitely at a certain height? Well, because <laughs> nobody wanted to fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, let, I mean, let's Yo, get busy. Let's I'm going to keep, okay. hey, keep it real. I'm going to yeah, keep it real talk. because... Nobody, the majors didn't want to fuck with me, and, and I don't, and I didn't believe that just because they didn't want to fuck with me that I shouldn't still do what I do. Like I wasn't gonna let them break me like that. You know what I mean? Like, they, I wasn't used to certain business practices, and when I spoke up about that and I questioned it, it was almost like, it was almost like everybody knows that the 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 the, the president of the company is fucking all the secretaries, but the first person that says something about it. Get fired. You know right. I, I was the dude who said, "Hey, man, hold on a second. We got I, I want to know who's registering. I'm asking questions like, who's registering these songs? And you know, because I, because I was always taught to establish your publishing and, and keep your publishing together. But when I started asking questions about shit like that, it was always, you know, this department. And they pass you around to all these different departments, and you can't, you can't get through none of these doors." like the family they claim you are you know right. what i'm saying yeah so so i i just felt that i didn't want to i didn't want to allow them the industry or the, the the record companies which i which i do have respect for i just i wanted to be down they didn't want me down but i wasn't gonna let that you know i wasn't gonna do it at the cost of me being a, a puppet to you know i wasn't fuck all that trying to be popular shit while they get rich that's what they do they make these artists popular Cause they know that that's what they starving for popularity while they mean while they snatching all your bread right from under your nose. So 
I wasn't with all that shit. I never really cared to be popular. I don't. I never. I never wanted to be famous. I mean, at the point I did at one point, but then when I got I got over that early. My first right. tap, my first jaw tap in the business taught me real quick. Nah, this ain't about being popular. I can't be popular in this game. I got to get money, but I got to get money by. I want to get money using what I do. I don't want to just get a check to get a check. I want a check is a check, of course, but I want to. I want my music to be good. I want to be good at what I do. So. I kept going. I had to learn, so I didn't. I wasn't gonna learn shit if I let them break me from recording and let them break me from moving forward. Telling me, you know, passing around calls, don't fuck with him, and he'll do this, and making up all these stories. Man, I had to swerve all that fucking shit, man. I ain't really. But Industry Shakedown was a release for me to put that record together. Was for me to release how I felt about that. Because if it, if you bottle that shit up, you know what I'm saying. You yeah. you bottle all that up, then you go, you become a worse artist. You know, not, you don't, you're not even a. You, you, it fucks with your creative side. You, yeah. you get stuck in a bottle. It happened to me, bro. Almost, you know, a lot of my music was was really hard and angry in the beginning because I was uh, I was unleashing a lot of pinned up disappointments in this business and and the way people was moving. And I was like, fuck it, I gotta rap about this shit because I mean, I shot a lot of these motherfuckers out here. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't trying to go do that dumb shit. Unless it was necessary, they wasn't. They wasn't. They wasn't threatening in that way. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was business. I was at war with with, with the business minds. You know what I mean? And you can't always take a. You know I, I, the shit I was doing. I was sitting in meetings with guns on me. That shit wasn't good for my career because people started saying that shit. Like, yeah, this nigga got a gun on him in his in a meeting with, and he's now everybody do that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you've been the precursor. Um, with industry. Shakedown. I want to uh, talk about how DITC was instrumental. Mm -hmm. If you care to talk about that, um, well, with Industry Shakedown, DITC was was really, really, really strong with the setup of of how I how I recorded the record because they did crazy like a fox, right? Right, and yeah. that relationship, you know, being around guys like finesse, being around guys like showbiz you know these dudes are always in you know they they educating each other all right. the time so, so anybody in that cypher gonna get educated and Indeed. when they brought when they brought me into that cypher man it was like it was like going to it was like going to boom bap underground hip-hop college mm. still, to be around, still yeah to be able to be able to be around ditc like that you know all of them had some kind of value to what freddie fox is and became because you know everybody you know just seeing how showbiz was like 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 he was like the elijah in, in, in a respectful way he was like the elijah muhammad of, mm. you know he was very like he, he took me when i was in my raw stage and then you know broke me down like listen bro you know you this is how you do this and then he said yo work with ness and then me and ness was like man i was working with ness at the crib yeah. he was making me beats and everybody was kind of pitching in i would see joe and how he was moving joe always had a big crew you know what i mean strong streets strong in the street crew was always strong i would see them do show up three four five trucks jumping up you know what i mean that was a presence that they had you know the, the scientific mind of, of buck wild musically diamond d's just one of the funkiest dudes like he he you know when you around all of that then big l sitting in my sessions you know just being there and, and and being young and absorbing himself what i was absorbing 
Yeah. You know? But he he had this Harlem swag about him that just he was like the the, the Billy the Kid of the crew to me. Mm -hmm. like, always fucking with everybody and shit. Word. Picking on you and making you react. He was always getting a reaction out of you know all the time. You know what I mean? But collectively, OC, you know, if it wasn't for OC, I probably wouldn't be calling myself Bumpy Knuckles on records. You know, he was oh, the one. Oh, so he's who, the one who donned you that name? Yeah, OC, OC. Then he, he was the one who out, his record was the first record I set it on, and he was the one who suggested that I should. Yo, you should rap. That should be a rap name too. That shit is dope. Like he's a, I, you know, people used to call. I was calling myself that, but I was I was still doing you know my Freddie Fox thing, whatever. Word, but, word. DITC was always important to the development, so I kind of give it up all the time for them in, in, in every way, you know. Yeah, that's what's up. Cause how I, you know, being as though we're basically the 20th anniversary of you know industry shakedown right now. You're in the 20th mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And Man, that's a long time. Yeah, a long time. But at the same time, for the people to know, as it, as you coming in as an independent artist, that was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, independent album selling at that time. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, two thousand. And you know, we're in the space now. Where if you notice, where a lot of these younger MCs, if I know, you see a certain collective where wrestling is uh, an influence, but a lot of people don't know that. I see you as the precursor to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let, I want to talk about your relationship with WWE SmackDown versus Raw mm -hmm. and your involvement, you know, with them coming to you so far as on the hip hop side and then infusing that culture in that sport. Mm -hmm. That was all John Cena. If it was, if it was, if it, if John Cena wouldn't have wanted to do it because he was the prime wrestling um personality at the time if he didn't yes. want to do it it wouldn't have happened it definitely wouldn't have happened because and he put his foot down to make it happen it mm. wasn't like he it was it was like yo he's like yo damn dude we doing this and he was like that's he had to make that clear you know those cats over there don't they i'm too black for the wwe when it comes to business and shit like that i'm not you see rosenberg got in there quick that motherfucker worked his way right into the suit tied chair and all that shit yeah, you know what I mean. They they weren't that accepting of, of of me being in you know in the WWE like that, you know what I mean. And, and I'm assuming that that's the reason why because there were some things that took place that made me feel like that. Mm -hmm. But John John Cena, he wasn't with it. He was like fuck that. He was, right him, it was, it was two. It was two. It was two of them that pushed the envelope for me at certain points. John did it all the time. There was another incident where Rey Mysterio did it. Oh wow. Yeah, he was. I I I had reached out to Little Louis Vega for a, a reggaeton track to for, for him, and I and I bought this reggaeton track from Little Louis Vega. Right. And or was it Louis Vega? It was one of the Louis, one of the Vega brothers. I bought okay. the track from him, and I took the track and and I and I, you know, put my little two cents on it, and I got and I did it for Ray Mysterio. And they didn't want it. Instead of them wanting to pay me to do the music, the cat up there, Jim Jones, actually remade the track exactly the way. Wow. He reproduced it exactly. And Ray Mysterio was like, no, nah, we using bump track. You're not going to bump your shit. He stood up for me like, nah, you know what I'm saying? But this is the kind of shit that happens when you, you, know, you come into a situation. If cats don't stand up for you, then anything could happen, you know what I mean? So yeah. Ray Mysterio definitely made sure he wasn't having it. He was like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna, that's Fox music. That's, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, little Louis Vega, Louis Vega did it. And then I don't think they ever used it. But um, 
John Cena always stood up. So if it wasn't for John Cena pushing the pushing the envelope, WWE wasn't gonna do that. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, definitely. And you know, when I gave you the introduction, of course, you know, you're a writer. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I know you wrote for John Cena, but I knew one one song that definitely uh surprised me is when you had uh your interview with uh Combat Jack back in the day. Mm -hmm. And you talk about you wrote the hit for uh, Salt and Pepper. Oh, yeah. What a man. Yeah. yeah. What a man. None of your business grew me big shot. Somebody's getting on my nerves. Like, I mean, that's basically that. That Listen to their rhyme flow before that album and listen to the album after that. You'll notice the difference. You know what I mean? Because I, my, I penned them a style. I didn't want to just give them. And, they, and, they, and they're great personalities. I actually wrote for, for all three of them. Yeah, Salt, Pepper and Spinderella. Right. You know I mean? So, so just the delivery and all that. You know what I mean? But you know, that's what that's what artists do. They they write songs for people. You know what I'm saying? Bobby Womack and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break. I mean, break it down. Bumpy, bro, Bumpy bro, Womack. Yeah. Bumpy Womack on. Okay, Bumpy Womack. <laughs> <laughs> it just I just know every time that you, it just seems like your journey in the game. You've always been around. You know the, the the mega forces of auras. You know what I'm saying? From yeah. like I said, from a Queen Latifah to, you know, Eric B to the Paid and Full Posse. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to go into, you know, how you craft your music because, to me, it seems like. It's very important to you that the MC and producer lock in. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have a symbiotic relationship, mm -hmm. and you know I can talk about your work from, being done without you know being the booth with Alchemist. Mm -hmm. You know, your albums with, you know, with Primo, mm -hmm. you know, your albums with Pete Rock. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And to most, mm -hmm. you know, most recently with, you know, with Knots, a slept on Knots, you know, with Pop Duke. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Down. Yeah. yeah. If you can, because like I said, I do have some young MCs in here. What is your process, you know, for getting in with these certain producers and, and locking in? Because I remember you telling us that your voice is supposed to be the instrument. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to lock in the pocket. And with each of these different legendary producers, you know, leading up to knots, I want to know, like, what is your train of thought? You know, what is your process? Um, each, each, each time, each time, and each producer that I worked with, well, there was a there was a time when there was a time when when I did Industry Shakedown, right before that. There was a time when everybody was doing like, hey, yo, just give me get a beat from this guy and a beat from that guy and a beat. But if you go back to Crazy Like a Fox, digging in the crates did the whole Crazy Like a Fox album. Right. Where I learned music from, I, I never really knew about so many different vibes and energies creating one project and it already, and it being in sync. And it, that was like a, that was like a, a difficult thing to do, especially when certain producers see you one way, certain producers see you another way. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I tried to establish a different performance relationship with each one of them. Mm -hmm. Like when I work with Pete Rock, the original industry shakedown is all Pete Rock. And Pete Rock's music makes me feel a certain type of way. Right. So that's how I present that feeling on his music. Premiere, premiere is different. You know, yes. Premier doesn't give me the same music that Pete Rock gives me, and Pete Rock don't give me the same music that Alchemist gives me. Everything is different. Yeah. So 
I don't want to disrespect my abilities and style and talent by sounding the same on everybody's music. That's a total violation of everything that I've tried to do as being a, a dope MC as a, or a dope artist. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think the problem is when people came into this business, you know what I miss, man? I miss those. I miss those when, when, when artists used to get those $200,000 budgets. Hmm. That, was like, that was like, we had control then of, of, you know what I mean? But then you start giving all these multi-million dollar budgets to cats that don't have nowhere near that kind of talent. Now it's almost like that became the focus instead of, I want to see the game get nourished. So I felt like I would be violating my oath to the culture if I just rap any old kind of way, say any old kind of thing, or just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I, how you going to work with Premier and, and, and not kill shit? Hmm. You know, some of these dudes think cause just because they on premiere beat that that's the, that's still make their song fire. It, only if it's an instrumental. Because when you rocking on Primo, you got to bring your A game. He's okay. saying, when you rocking on Pete Rock, you got to bring your A game. Yeah. Alchemist is another one. My whole project with Static Selector yeah. was done because Static was, I only worked with producers that I felt can give me enough music to complete a full project. Jesse West. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously not. So like you nobody to me, I I don't even think not and slept on should be in the same sentence. True indeed. If you if so, that that shows you how ignorant the person is that's listening or how closed minded they are that's listening. For somebody to be able to sit down with just different sound elements and put together that type of music. You know what I'm saying? Just you know what I mean? Just that kind of effort and his creativity is just, it's, it's, it's undeniable. So, so you can't come half-assed on that. Concepts are really out of, out of bounds right now. They, they nobody know what to rap about. Right. You no. Know? If I hear another COVID-19 rhyme, like, nigga, say something, I got it. You know what I'm saying? But let's talk, let's go further than that. You, you, you mention and keep it moving. Right. You know what I mean? We know what we deal with, just, you know, but we, we you got to spit the, you know, I always go back to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album and how heavy that project was. All those prayers. He was singing prayers. Mm. And and people don't listen deep enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't people don't listen deep enough because we gotta give more. We gotta give more to the substance of the game or the substance of it. You know, everybody don't wake up mad every day. Everybody don't wake up in a good mood every day. So when you find the balance as a create as a creative spitter. You stop worrying about what people think and if he don't like it, if he don't like this, or you know, fuck it. If I don't like something, I'm you know, it don't mean it is whack. It just means it ain't for me. Right. So <laughs> everybody's a fucking A and R now. So you know, that shit go. Yeah, uh yeah, I, I I give you that. Um social media definitely has given people uh let's say certain layers to where you think that they're doing something, but in actuality, um a lot of it is smoke and mirrors so to speak you know what i mean but um i know I, I know you probably get a lot of inquiries you know but i know when your radar is on you know you don't play around you know what i mean so speaking on covid 19 mm -hmm. and the certain pandemic that we're in right now if you notice that the masses now are joining people's lives to either you know find some sort of entertainment mm -hmm. or get some sort of connection um I was fortunate to join your spaceship more than a few years back, Corrupt Mob Radio, mm -hmm. internet radio. Um, and I was fortunate enough where 
you know, you actually made me a moderator. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, talk about your idea when you came up with your own house as in Corrupt Mob Radio. Because in essence, I know that we have, uh, you know, the Scratch Visions, we have the uh, De La Soul Dugout, but there was just something special about KMR on Monday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday nights. You know, you and, you know, Miss Parker would definitely just jam out for us for three to four hours. You know, no problem. But at the same time, you were giving jewels. You know, you would stop a song, you would talk, tell them about what's going on. So, I mean, please. Yeah, yes, B-Styles definitely was the best. Peace to B-Styles, KMR family. Um, I want to talk about how you want to talk about that, how that idea came about. And is there any possibility of KMR coming back? Um, well, first of all, Corrupt My Radio, let's, let's go back. The whole, the whole, the first time I ever did Corrupt My Radio was on a, a platform called Nicecast. Mm. It was, it wasn't visual though. It was okay. just, it was just, uh, it was just audio and I would plug in to my computer on Nicecast and I didn't know who, it didn't tell me who was listening or nothing. I just was doing these, these DJ sets and, you know, calling it radio. But Maceo, see, I think the whole stream thing was Maceo's idea. Okay. Maceo told me, he said, Bunk, I want to show you something. I said, okay. So he showed me Ustream. And then he was like, yo, this is this is video. And I was like, word, that's dope. And he, so he, he showed me how to do it. The problem came in with me because I'm not known as a DJ. So right. I, I didn't, you know, I'm looking at Maceo with the camera on his turntable set and all of that stuff. And, his, and it was a constant focus on him as, a, you know, as a DJ in a whole spectrum. Whereas me, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I think people expect you to be extra DJ when you do that. And they, they, they do that. I don't do that. I know how to blend and all that stuff and play records and make sure my shit is on time. A couple scratches here and there, but. You know, I, I DJ because I know how, not because I, I want to be the best or good at it. You know what I mean? Right. So what I did is I created a platform that was more like a show mm-hmm. than, you know, to, to a person, a show of personalities. And I focused on the chat room because I was I wanted to make the chat room like the, like the audience. Yo, the chat room was always live. Yeah, I wanted to focus on the people in the chat room. So I felt like the information that I give you and me bringing on DJs like, Clark Kent, you know, and yeah. and, 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 and uh, Johnny, um, what's my man? Uh, uh, wow, fuck, what's my boy named Chaps and Ruck? And then, you know, um, Pete Rock and Preem, I gave Premier uh, um, a 950 on the air. Mm. His, 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 his sample he loves is the S950. I gave him one on the air. Pete Rock, I gave him an SP1200 on the air. Like, I was trying to come up with ways to do something yeah. that put a, a highlight on something more like a show so that's kind of where i was at with it and then after he and i did that he you know maceo put me on to that we told i was we both together called beat miners right and 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 scratch was my first guest on my ustream show wow he was my very first guest and then when they came up with bds that was beat miners de la soul i mean uh it was in scratch vision yeah, you know, I was under the umbrella of the day I saw dugout because okay. that's what, you know what I mean. Okay, and then that BDS thing was 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 a great idea 
and and actually what set up that online radio thing for a lot of cats you know what i mean and then i had to kind of branch off because you know we could deal with a bunch of egos everybody is feeling like one way and the other way but you know we all brothers but we just everybody just felt different ways about how to present mm. the music right. what time what time to get on and all that you know you got shows that came out of that wayne ski had one of the best shows I think on on Beatminders Radio. It was hilarious, you know. Like yeah, all crazy. yeah, that shit was. Some of that shit was funny as hell. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of us had good shows, yeah. and then I started seeing, I started seeing a lack of support from some cats mm. coming into my shit. Like I was like, oh, all right. So then I just jumped out on my own and started doing me. You know what I mean? I didn't really, I didn't really care too tough. Like I said, I wasn't really looking for nobody to give me a nod. I do, I do me. I, I was doing everything. I remember when I had Sway as a guest one time on my show. He right. was like, "So where's your engineer?" I was like, "I am the engineer. I'm the engineer, the DJ. I, I, I got. I'm the tech. I, I'm the doing everything." All of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was, that's what I like to do. I was having a good time doing it. You know? Yeah. All of so that. It was cool. It was cool. But I, if, as far as me doing it again, I don't know. I, I, I was doing um. Beat Junkies Radio. I was doing that. Yeah, on I Dash Radio, but yeah, after yeah. the COVID happened, we kind of fell back a little bit. So, but I don't know if it's, I'll ever do a video. I got all the shows recorded. I may put those up at some point, but I don't think I'll ever do it like that again because the technology is different. I had some technology on my computer, man. I was making me look like I was walking through a stratosphere. And oh, yeah. That shit is old now. And I got, I don't know if I really feel like digging up new shit. You know what I mean? I'm, or doing other things, but I'll always I'll always be able to pop in and out and do one or two shows here and there, but nothing major, nothing consistent like that anymore. I put a lot of work into that shit, bro. But I just I ain't cut like that no more. That you know? that that actual station, you know, uh actually introduced me to, you know, a lot of the people who came into the chat in real life. Mm -hmm. So uh for instance, you know, uh V Styles out of Detroit, you know, we mm -hmm. finally got to met in the you know, meeting the physical at your Pop Duke family reunion, the one you had me and uh, also uh, Cage of Stage Manage back yep. in um, October 2018 at SOBs. Yeah. Um, you know, and actually that's where I met you. Mm -hmm. It was basically just names. And then I don't know what the energy was in that chat room, but you just hit me on the side was like, yo, Lord, I want you to be a moderator. Okay, cool. I, I'm I'm down with that honor because it was my first time actually, like you know, interacting online and mm. trying to get the gist of things. You know what I mean? But mm. then, with that being said, it, it turned into a, a mentor big brother relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Where there was days you would call. You know what I'm saying? And just drop messages. Don't even worry about replying, baby, bro. I'm just dropping some jewels. And the one thing that I knew made it true for me was August 2015 when I went back home to Ghana. Mm -hmm. And I was back home in my village. And you called me. I remember that. While I was home in my village. After that. the first ceremony for my father's funeral. That's how I knew, like, okay, OG Bump is, is, is the real deal. He's somebody I can actually call on and, and talk, you know, and get actual advice about life in general it doesn't have to deal with the industry you know what i mean so mm -hmm. you know when you did that I, I already knew what you know not to say that i knew you was real you know what i'm saying but that just cemented it for me because that's something that you didn't have to do you know what i mean yeah yeah that's the value of good energy 
you know that's the value of good energy when you when you when you when you can feel that somebody got good vibe good energy you know you know what it is you don't gotta you don't gotta you know it i, I don't want to call you to tell you to go hurt yourself you know what i'm saying i'd rather call you to help you heal yourself so that's just who, that's just what it is the value of good energy is that unexpected messages from unexpected people will come to you that'll help you become even a better person so if that's 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 what we do bro it ain't and then and there's no accolade that i could get other than a thank you that it really changed you know me puffing out my chest <laughs> you know what i'm saying yo good looking bump there it's all good because you didn't hang up in my face you know what i'm saying you was over there with the fam i didn't you know i could have i could have you know I could have waited till you got back, but yo, I, I, bugged, I needed yo, I to get that off my chest at the time, bro. You know, I bugged out, bump, because like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Because like I said, they know about you in Ghana. You know what I mean. So when my sister asked me, she was like, "Who was that on the phone?" Mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, "Yo, it's, it's fucking legend, Freddie Fox, man. He bumping up. Mm -hmm. he, he called to check in on the family and make sure our spirit was right. You know what I mean. So mm -hmm. like, just at that point, it just made me forever cherish. You know." The bond that we have formed, you know what I'm saying. Where Indeed. it is, you have me, you know, working for you on on certain things of that nature. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just want to definitely give you your flowers. You know what I'm saying because it definitely oh, deserves. You know what I'm saying, bro. But I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I know how we talk behind the scenes, but I, I just want to let the people know out here personally. You know what I'm saying? What you know? What you mean to me? No, I appreciate that. I mean, like I said, good energy, bro. You got good energy, so you know, I'm I'm I draw to that. You know what I mean? I don't want to be around a bunch of dirt bags. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pay to hang around a bunch of slime balls that you can't close your eyes around. You know what I mean? A motherfucker want they looking at you with the snarl, want to blow your brains out as soon as you bend over to take your chain off or something. This is, I don't want to be around that shit. You know what I mean? True indeed. We grown, we grown men with families, babies is watching. We got, you know, women in our family to protect. We got a culture to to try to keep fruitful and alive you know yep. what i mean we got we got time you can't do that with negativity bro True neg negativity gotta be something you respond to in a way to protect yourself if, if, if it's if it's out to harm you it's one thing but if it's not if it ain't if it's nothing dog you can't pay that shit no mind you got to keep it moving and you got to go toward the good energy go go toward the love people say oh you know you got people who gonna love you and people who gonna hate you you want to be where the love is at yeah no doubt the best part yeah, that's where you want to go. You don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, let them. They, that's all. That's on the other side of town. I'm not over there. I'm over here. You know. And then, and then you just stay on point. You know. I'm always on my square, Lord. Mm -hmm. Always. Well, you know, being as though you're over there in the spaceship, I know you're always creating. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know we just finished up volume one, Pop Duke. Are we gonna get mm -hmm. a Pop Duke volume two anytime soon? Um, I don't know. I gotta like that's something me and Knox gotta talk about, and it's also, you know, trying to figure out a way to to really put the music out the right way. You know what I'm saying? We we, we a lot of us are still a lot of guys think they know, man. This is this is not an easy game to to just put records out. There's all kind of shit that goes on. You know, the basics. That once you learn the basics, by the time you get the basics down, there's so many more other things now that you need to learn because of this internet and all the different regions the the, the, the cyber regions where the shit is selling you know what i mean yeah. if that, if that, that's a word you know what i mean all the different places that you have to the different marketing strategies people are starting companies that are 
got to, if you don't sign up with them to do this, then you can't do this. And it's too much. It's a lot of shit going on. So you have to, and then you want to, you, so, so I, I try to sidestep all of that and, and, and do things where once I put the music out there, that's, it's out there. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, it's not, I can't, I can't watch it float away. You know what I'm saying? I just want to put it out. Let people rock with it. That's why you'll see me every now and then. I'll throw some exclusive shit on my IG, the whole song. Yeah. I done damn near put a whole album up there, just a, just a single, just fucking put music up there so people can listen to it. You know, but, you know, I don't, I, and I don't chase likes or comments or none of that shit, dog. I just let it do what it do because, hey, you man, know, you've always, been, you know? you always been genuine, OG. So, I mean, if people see that it's always been coming from the same spirit, I'm quite sure they're going to receive it that way too. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Hey, listen, if I throw the ball, I'm only worrying about you catching it if you're on my team and we're in a game together trying to win something. Right. Other than that, if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you, you know, you know, it's out there floating around. It's going to be in the air again. Grab it when you can. But in the meantime, I got to make something else or do something else or keep moving. I can't, I can't get caught up in the approval or disapproval of people. Because when you do that shit, you become a slave to mm. their idea of who you are. I'm not that that I'm not gonna get that like that. That makes you weak, and 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 you know you underperform when you start worrying about who's gonna like you and who's not. Because you're not going to get anybody to say collectively everybody is on your on your side. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. you have to just you have to just be who you are and go where the love is simple that's the simplest shit ever okay well i was gonna ask uh if you had any certain you know advice that you want to give to a lot of these young mcs out here now who are on an independent run you know on their independent journey you know what i'm saying you you've been in this this game 30 plus years but you know you started it off 20 years ago with industry shakedown you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. with it being one of the biggest independent albums to date you know, mm -hmm. you, you have premiere production on there. You have Pete Rock production on there. You had Alchemist production on there. Where a lot of these youngins now are engineers for themselves. They're producers themselves. And, you know, they're creating their own content. Right. Um, it, you know, I was just have I was on my Young Gods Live the other day. Um, His name is Uncle John. And, you know, he was telling me, well, he was basically telling his, his viewers, you know, this is definitely a different time, you know, where... Mm -hmm they're in the kitchen and they're wearing the hats of everything you know what i'm saying if there's something you can some sort of jewel or a rule that you can give them to make sure that they stay on that path where they don't have to worry about okay just because i see this other person here getting a look mean i gotta chase that look you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so is there something that you can give them um yeah, don't. My, I got a couple of pieces of advice. Just, just. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happier now that engineers, people are learning how to engineer their music. That's what I meant when I said even mechanics walk around with their tools. That's what I meant when I said that. Learn how to do. If you, if you gonna be a, a, a baseball player or a golfer, you keep clubs and bats and shit in the trunk that you need to practice a basketball player got a basketball in his trunk or but but if you're going to be a, a, a producer you should have something that you need use to make music period and however you do it if you do it on your phone however you do it is your business but mm -hmm. be creative with it you know what i'm saying take that if you be be i always tell my daughter in in, in the studio be a scientist mm. 
be a scientist in here. You want to create because people keep people always say, yo, let's create or let's work together. Like, yeah, working don't mean we're gonna take the same loop everybody else is rapping on. Right. And just rap on that shit. Even if even back in the day, now let's say this. Back in the days when 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 um Theodore and all them dudes at Scratch and Charlie Chase and them dudes and was DJing behind MCs. They Easy Lee and all of them, they was just cutting breaks, some of the same breaks. Right. You know, it was all about keeping timing and the routine that the MC did with the break. You know, that was, it, it may have been redundant in a sense, but it was also um, a platform for them to show their individuality, MC skills, and how good the DJ was, how he cut it, and so forth and so on. Production is different. Right. Production is different in that when you put out a, a, a final piece of work, you know, a final piece of work is, is something that you finish as a song and you put and you put it out you know you should definitely without a doubt not want it to sound like somebody else's song right you know if you're doing a remix or something that's one thing but ain't no way in hell you want to look at somebody and say i want to be the best him i could be or whatever you got to do you you know what i mean so that's what i would like to see guys doing like creatively is being you know, using that talent. I love seeing these young producers and, and young cats. I don't, I would never tell them don't do music or that. That's on you. Word. Just be, just, just get busy. When you get, when you do step in here to rap, get busy. You know, yeah. there's a couple of cats, young cats, like, you know, I always big up Sari the kid. Yeah, Sari, yeah. You know, uh, just, just J-U-S is another one, you know, and it's, these dudes can rhyme, you know what I mean? It's, it's cats I hear that got bars, like, they, 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 and it's a, it's a process. They can't, they can't, they got to work towards that. Everybody, you can't wake up famous, so right. to speak. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you do, you wasn't sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you was working. You wasn't sleeping. You know yeah. Two and D, God. Two and D, two and D. Let them do with them. That people keep shitting on the new generation. Like, like they knocked, that's, that's dumb. That's just, just let it be. Yeah, there's some ignorant shit. We did ignorant shit. We was young. Thank you. You know, but the, they being young, and I, I'm not saying I'm not excusing the shit that they some of them do. Uh, as it's the trade off of wisdom and strength is not there. Mm. So instead of, instead of saying, "Hey, hey, little homie, let me holler at you for a minute, man," you know, I seen you doing X, Y, Z, and giving him a jewel, and then making letting him make a choice to answer it right away. You gun him down. That's dumb. That's stupid. I, I'm not with that shit. I don't support that shit at all. Right. I don't check a lot of these little niggas, and 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 only because. At the end of me saying I checked him, I taught him something. True indeed. That then it's your Uncle Bunk, Uncle Bunk. I'm with that. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? There's a kid out here that was that that's one of the most incredible, um one of the most incredible songwriters that I've ever met. His name is Trav. Mm. I got a whole album with these dudes, man. I did this shit a while ago. And I was Look, I know you're sitting on stuff, Bump. You yeah, I got it. And I mean, he's a, this dude can write some songs like a motherfucker, yo. He's nice. And and he's doing him. You know, he's doing him. And that's, I, I mean, I'm always in the mingle with a lot of these young heads, man, trying to feed them information the best way I can. Some of them don't need advice from me. Some of them do. So it's up to them how they how I, how I rock. But that don't mean I'm going to shit on them or tell them don't do it. Because people told me that. How I look telling these cats, Stop rapping and don't quit. Give it up. You ain't no rapper. Who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you the fuck you telling me to stop doing what I want to do out here? I ain't bothering you. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. And you keep it pushing. You know what I mean? They told us the same shit. Oh, 
you should get a job, work at the factory, or you should do this, and you know, fuck out of here. I ain't working for no motherfucking crack at no factory and shit. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Doing that, you know, and I still end up, you know, in the in the field. But at the my, on my on my on my own accord, on my own fucking you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's how I go. So you learn how and I had to teach myself how to do all of the elements, not just not just the rapping part, but I can't see I couldn't see myself having to, you know, wait for premiere. Premiere got all kind of shit going on. I can't yeah. wait for Pete Rock. Pete Rock got all kind of shit going on. Those are my brothers. And even they respect the fact that a nigga keep moving until it's time to get back in the lab and do what we do. I'm a, I learned how to teach myself how to make beats, make relationships with different, you know, instrumentalists that I wanted to work with and all the shit that goes with it. It's so, how could you have time to floss, man, when there's so much out here to learn? I wish I did have time to stand around and pose in front of my truck and shit. <laughs> Look at my rims. Look at my rims, nigga. Yes, Bismarck. Yo, shout out to Bismarck, man. Get well soon. 
my guy there, bro. Yeah, that's my guy too. Um, I, I, I'm still tripping off that, you know, you had me in your video, me and my brother Scrogger come out, you know, VA to, to check it out. That was, you know? that was fire. That was that, that idea for me to play him and him play me was like something that I always wanted to do. Cause we always, you know, he always used to tell me, he always say, yo, bunk, why are you always so mad? I'm like, why do you keep thinking I'm mad? I'm not mad. He said, I said, my, maybe my face look like that. That's just how my face look. I, you know what I mean? I never, <laughs> that's just like birth face. It's just, <laughs> it like I said, why are you always so mad? And he used to start clowning on the phone going, hello, who is this? <laughs> so, I would go, so I would say, I would say, excuse me, I want to talk to Biz. It's the M of her on the phone. And we start irritating each other. So I said, let's do this. Let's do a video where I play you and you play me. So yes. it was a, it was an honor to do that. He was like, he was blown away when he said, yo, man, you actually sound like me. Yo, I had a ball that day. Scrum yeah, that was fun. That, day and, and that shit was fun. Thank you so much for, you know, letting us be a part of that actual, you know, visual, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that shit was fun. We had a lot of fun doing that, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, listen. My man Black Thought was there, the whole crew. We, yeah, the whole was, crew. Yeah. Yo, that was dope, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's people that you vibe with. You don't, and some of them, I, 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 first time I put eyes on some of these cats, you just, you vibe with them, bro. You know, yeah. and then they, you, you know, they good people. You could just see that some, some people you could see that what their principles are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and whoever they are and however they move, when they around you, there's a respect level there that's kept. So you don't want to dig into who, what they doing yesterday and tomorrow. And it's just for the moment, right there for the moment. We enjoy it. We enjoy being around good people. That's people should focus on that, man. Cause you know, we living in some crazy times right now. Indeed. You know what I mean? And people, yeah. you got teenage sons out here that's that want to go hang out with their friends out here with these rogue police out here shooting people and shit like that. And you somewhere worrying about shit that don't protect your son. Right. But don't even sit down and give them information. You know, take that few minutes and say, hey, listen, man, let me show you something. And, and school them. Because this ain't, racism ain't no new activity. No, not at all. We've been, we've been dealing, I, I dealt with it, high school and all that. Then my parents dealt with it. Their parents dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? This, is, this ain't no new situation. No, so remember what I told you, wisdom and strength. Pass the wisdom on to the young and strong. So that they can stay nourished and strong enough to grow up and pass it on to the next generation of young and strong. And there's nothing soft about that. Ain't nothing weak about that. There's nothing, there's nothing corny about that. There's nothing that, that you know, that can sh throw a shadow over that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. So that's important. It's, imp it's part of the, and it should be part of the lyrical content. It should be part of the, the messaging. You know, mm. yeah, we gonna you gonna always have you gonna always have ass and titties and guns and bats and sticks and knives, but right. in between all of that shit is other things that we actually engulf every day, and and dudes be putting the umbrella over that shit. You know what I mean? Now, trust me, I I know because I'm a, I, I'm a guy who expressed his anger a lot more than other sides of me for the earlier part of my career. And mm -hmm. now it seems like even when I'm talking in a calm, cool, collective voice, I'm still mad. Still mad. You see what I'm saying? So I'm trying to tell people now that you don't have to, you don't have to, you can present your, the whole you and still be respected for being a dope MC. Even if you, cause everybody keep, you know, all this talk about lyrical this and lyrical that. 
Yeah. Some of the best records you ever heard been to me have been made by guys who are not considered lyrical. Sure so that is. should tell you right there that there's a vibe. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's a vibe that you have to have as an MC, not just about how nice you are lyrically. Some of these niggas can rap their ass off and they have no personality. Hey. Flatline on the personality. And, and and you can't tell me personality ain't necessary when Nice and Smooth is out here killing shit. When Ben Marquis been killing shit forever. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? When Slick yes. Rick been killing shit forever. Personality has always been a part of hip-hop. Personality has been a part of music, just in general. So you can't never just say, oh, just, you know, you would monotone, flatline, you know, lyrics are all right, but you just don't have no personality that, you know, that you're missing something. You got to gain that. You got to work on that. You know? Hey, we're, don't we're, short the people, man. People, if people want to spend their money, don't let them be mad that they bought that. Thanks, <laughs> like, And then you don't give away no free shit either. So you gonna charge me for everything, and you ain't got no personality? Shit. Hey, hey, bump. I, I, I mean, so many gems, so many gems, man. In fact, stone today. Uh, you know, there's a reason why I come to your well often. You know what I'm saying? And no doubt. Like I get, like, like I said, man. I don't know what happened. As soon as he turned on to them them hard drives, that's when shit started freezing up. <laughs> I ain't even going front. Let me see if I can get him back on in here. We got another six minutes. If I can find him. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, the OG, man. That was the OG Bumpy Knuckles, man. Um, He ended off August with, uh, with a bang. Like I said, uh, he saved the best for last. And he's a great friend, the brother of OG, and a mentor. Um, thank y'all for joining me today. I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties, but knowing the OG, we probably uh, get back on. And if y'all want to come on in with us, uh, we probably do so either later on tonight or later on in the week. But uh, this episode 14, it closes out the month of August. Thank you so much to everybody, and uh, I'll see y'all next Sunday with Bernadette Price, widow of the late, great Sean Price. Y'all be easy, be safe, practice social distancing, wear your mask. Niggas get scared and they run the frame. Can you please ask Bumpy to release the team? Come on, goon in the booth. Now you all quiet because you know you in the room with the truth. I don't give a fuck about your gun. I got one, son. But the difference is I pop like gum. You run like rev. No diss. Just real metaphorically sick with my shit. Because I put time into the rhyme style. Quality moments in the booth. I write down truth and spit it. Salute my nigga gifted unlimited rhymes. Who really was a comrade who spazzed sometimes. Backstage antics, on stage planted, pretty girl right in the front, you bagged it.